perfect. Welcome to episode number 53 of RSVP, a podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Les, and tonight my co-host is Dade. Lenore is off grading AP tests. Tonight, we're talking about getting into the hobby on a limited budget. But first, let's talk about what we're consuming. Dade, what have you been up to, and what are you eating, drinking, and playing around with? <laughs> well, um, sorry. Um... <laughs> But I'm uh, right. I'm telling you, one of these days we need to have an after hours RSVP. <laughs> um, we'd be in trouble. Oh, so much. Um, so I we're recording in the evening. So I am finishing up the tail end of my ravioli that my wife made. Not homemade at all. Totally frozen bag of ravioli. Um, and I'm drinking a Coke. I'm trying not to drink soda, but I need to finish what I already have in the house. So. Um, <laughs> And I've actually not been doing much as far as um, analog pursuits go. In fact, quite the opposite. Um, I started playing World of Warcraft again. I, I played very seriously for the first couple years it was out. Stopped playing, went back, stopped playing, and now I'm back again because they're going to be releasing a new uh, World of Warcraft classic, which is like the original. So I just, I don't know, I got bit by a bug and I've been sick. So I actually was in bed for two days and I had nothing else to do. So it's been fun. I also bought myself a Kindle. Um, you know, on uh, Mother's Day, Amazon had some really good deals. So I took advantage of that. And I've been loving it so far. It's just, I want to try to read more. And I feel like having a Kindle, like, it, it makes reading easier. Um, number one, because the books I read are usually over 500 pages. So this is not kidding. There's hand fatigue that goes into reading. Um, and also like, I don't know, like sometimes I'm in the mood to read like sci-fi fantasy. Sometimes I'm in the mood to read an autobiography and like, it's nice that I have everything with me. Hmm. Um, so that was my treat to myself. Um, I got the paper white. Um, I was cautious actually, because I read some reviews about how the new Paperwhite has some screen issues, like little pinholes in it. So like when you have the backlight on it, it shows these little dots. I don't have that issue. So I'm happy. Um, and I went and uploaded all of my books that I have. Um, and I had to take some and use Calibri to switch them over to the Kindle format. Uh Um, and so now I'm going to get rid of all my books that I have in print because now I have them on my Kindle. So hmm. it's freeing up my life as well. <laughs> um, I love my Kindle. Yeah. I, I feel also I, I set up a new Goodreads account. So mm-hmm. that's also making it fun because it's just like the suggestions I get from there or like the, the things I see on there, like I'm just adding or stuff, sorry, to my, <laughs> adding stuff to my list. Um, and also my Facebook friends are on there so I can see who's reading what. Uh, have um, you friended me on Goodreads yet? I don't think so. I don't think I saw you. I don't know how active you are. Um, uh, I I'm pretty active. I've read okay. a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I read a ton. I don't know if you like, have seen my, like, well, obviously, if you're not on Goodreads, then you don't know. I'll have to look and, and see. I'll, uh, yeah. I think I'm in the 60s, 50s or 60s so far this year. Oh, wow. I'm on book one. <laughs> 50, 57 <laughs> of 150 books for this year. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah. So, um, the other new things in my world are the um, two new items from Baron Fig. Mm-hmm. Um, not super new, but uh, new to me and to you too, which yeah. we'll talk about soon. The Gather and the Fortress. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a review that's actually going to be posted by the time this goes live on the Gather. Um, still working on something for the Fortress. So, mm. But that's it for me. Les, what about you? Uh, I'm, I'm the opposite with you with my Baron Fig reviews. So I am actually <laughs> right now writing with the Fortress and my review goes live the day before this episode goes live. So okay. people will be able to read that and I'll put it in the show notes. And uh, yeah, so I've got the Gather as well. I like both of them. I kind of, um, I wasn't sure about the Gather. 
but I thought it would be a really good topic for us to talk about in terms of like writing reviews and getting all the information together for writing a review. So I kind of like the format. It gives you like one page um, and then a little spot to write the name of the thing if you're, you're reviewing and then some bullet points on the pros and cons. So I, I do like that about The Gather. And I liked the Baron Fig click anyway. Added, making it purple and a bluish purple at that is just perfect. Um, I do like that a lot. I'm still reading a ton about preservation and fermenting. My new obsession is making noodles. So um, this will get me into my next topic. Uh, so where I've been. So this is tough. This is a hard thing for me to talk about. Um, a family member of mine is, has been recently diagnosed with cancer and I've been, um, struggling with whether or not I should move and help take care of them. If, um, I should stay put and just get up there on weekends when I can. I mean, it's a, it's a six hour drive or five and a half hour bus trip. It's, it's a long ride and it puts my family out when I have to have them pick me up at the bus. So Christy and I have actually decided to make things easier. We're going to buy a car. So I'm unfortunately done with the car-free life. As of next week, I think we're getting the car. So, um, And then just debating whether or not we're going to move. I, have, I recently spent a week up in Maine um, helping take care of the family member. And, you know, cancer sucks. Cancer is a really crappy thing for someone to go through. Chemo sucks, and that's what she's going to have to go through. So, um, and it's a really intensive um, six-month treatment. So it's going to be a, a week of chemo, then a month off, then another week of chemo, and a month, another month off. And it's And it's hard on them, too, because when you live that rural, and some of our rural listeners will understand this, like where I am right now, if I had cancer, I could get treatment right here in my city. Um, I could literally go to my local hospital and have chemo treatment. Or I could go into Boston or I could go, there's a really nice cancer facility a couple towns over. And like my longest trip would be like 15, 20 minutes. And if I wanted top-notch care in the world, I go into Boston uh, where they live. It's to get chemo. It's an hour and a half drive, two hours, depending on what route you're taking. And there'll be traffic because of where they live. They're on the on the route to Acadia. So a lot of the traffic for Acadia ties things up. They'll have to go around it. That adds to the uh, drive. So, you know, it's it's a tough thing to like decide if I want to <laughs> change jobs again, uh, move, deal with a whole new um, state, I'd be moving states, which when I was in my early twenties and I moved from Massachusetts to Maine and Massachusetts and Maine, and then back and forth, it was so easy. It was literally just throw what little things I owned into my car, a couple, like make a couple of trips and unpack and move into an apartment. Now it's like, am I going to rent, uh, we're going to like rent pods and U-Hauls or are we going to do a mover? Like, ah, and then do we want to rent the house out? Do we want to sell the house? Like so many headaches. Um, right. And like, what do we want to deal with? What would I do with for work? And then like dealing with being a openly butch lesbian looking for work in a really, really, really rural conservative area um, who is married to someone who is not white also looking for work in a really rural conservative area and how long can I actually handle doing that before I stab someone not really I'm not, not I have no homicidal ideation in case anyone who <laughs> matters is listening to this but you know it's just like I don't know it's it's a tough thing to like figure out and so you know I've taken a little time off from blogging and a little time off from podcasting because I was expecting that I would be able to have space and time while I was up there visiting, um, to be able to podcast. And I just, I really didn't. Um, and 
part of it was because I didn't have a car. So I was, I was dealing, I was using my, my mom's car while I was there and having to negotiate with my other family members for the vehicle, which I haven't, I didn't even have to do that when I was a teenager because when I was a teenager, I had my own car when I lived up there. And there's just like something totally different about being car free when you live in an urban area like I do now, or even, I mean, technically where I live is considered the suburbs, but with a, I wouldn't call our trans public transportation system here robust, but I mean, I have access to Lyft and Uber if I need them. You don't up there. There's no Lyft. There's no Uber. No one's driving that up there in that rural area. And there's the bus comes through twice a day. They pick up, they drop off. That's it. And if you miss the bus, you're screwed. Um, so you kind of, you have to have a vehicle and it's just so there's nothing like you have, you have to really like doing outdoors things and gardening and fishing and hunting if you're into that. But yeah, so that's what I've been doing and what I've been kind of like obsessing on like do i need to fluff up my resume again so soon at least it'll be easy because i just did it um and then the idea of applying for professional jobs up there again is just uh well yeah and no and you figure you got the if if you're in the middle of nowhere you got a commute Um, well so yeah i mean you're you're looking at least a commute for me, for what I do, of at least 20 minutes. And the other thing, like I'm looking back into education because I do, my undergrad degree was in education and my master's degree um, would allow me to teach at the school, up, the university up there or the community college. So um, they're a little less stringent about people having doctorates to teach at the university because it is so rural and it's mm-hmm. hard for them to find talent. But that's that's a whole other thing that I can talk about off air, but <laughs> that becomes tricky as well. Like, could I actually get hired doing that because of family connections that might prohibit me from that? Um, so, yeah. So anyway, but uh, so while I was visiting my family, my mom made the suggestion that she wanted noodles, like fresh noodles. And she had, she'd bought this noodle maker at Martin's. And if you're from Maine, you'll understand what I mean. She, when I she, I say she bought something at Martin's, it's a salvage uh, store. And she got a KitchenAid noodle machine for like next to nothing. She's like, I'd like some fresh noodles. I'm like, all right, you, you, you want noodles. I'm making you noodles. So <laughs> I've been like obsessing on making noodles. And when I came home, I'm like, well, now that I'm obsessed with this, I need to get a pasta machine. So I've been making homemade ramen every weekend and freezing it. It's so friggin' easy and so much better. So good. So, um, yeah, noodle making. Yeah, I saw some of your pictures and, and, oh man, like, I love ramen noodles and I've only had fresh noodles once in my life and it ranks my top five meals ever so yeah it's a whole different experience even if you're doing it with like a slightly like a traditional recipe uses a slightly different um why why am i having a brain fart base in it so when you make them at home it uses baking soda and then there's a stronger like kitchen chemical that you would put in it if you're making it more traditional that so ramen is a um is a base noodle it's um yeah. Anyway, that's it's you can get totally nerdy about <laughs> yeah. it in terms of like pH and how much egg and what kind of egg and what kind of flour. And so that's that's my latest obsession is making noodles and totally worth it. Nice. So the taste is just there's a place that I used to go to with friends in Cambridge that did homemade noodles and theirs were better, but mine's mine's getting there. Maybe <laughs> maybe not quite, but it's good when they're fresh. So I make a bunch fresh, and then I throw them into the freezer for the week, and they're so quick. It, like, takes two minutes once you have boiling water to get them cooked. So, yeah. You should, you should totally just not teach, not do therapy. Just 
make noodles and kombucha and open up a place. <laughs> oh, man. It's trying to get, like, the super conservative folks into, like, ramen. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. Maybe. I don't a, know. Maybe a maybe a like noodle cart. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can you imagine if I paid off my student loans on a no- making noodles in a noodle cart? <laughs> I mean, oh, it'd make a good story. Oh, it really would. Um. So anyway, yeah, I just like I've got so much on my mind in terms of like the very thought of packing up my house right now is just so overwhelming. And then, like, I know, like, if I talked to my family about it, they'd be like, don't do that, but we totally welcome you back. Um, so, I don't, I don't know if I could actually handle living there again. I love it up there in the summer for a couple of weeks at a time, but... Well, also, could you handle living there with a wife? Because my wife and I moved in with my parents for two years before we moved up here to Massachusetts, mm-hmm. um, just to save money and, you know, just to have a place to be and it was the longest two years of my life well so that's that's like another part of it is that we would be renting a house next door to Mm -hmm. my my parents house and my parents own that house so we'd be renting from my parents okay which is like an added complication but it would be our own space Mm. um because i'm pretty sure like as much as i my family's awesome but they drive – there's a reason I live six hours away, you know? Like right. I have to have my space and I like being able to walk to a cafe and I like being able to have public transportation. Um, and, you know, there are added benefits. Like if my car breaks down down here, it sits in my driveway until I can afford to fix it. If my car breaks down up there, you know, we limp it up to my dad's garage, put it on the lift and fix it. Right. Because we have the tools and the ability to do that, but I don't down here. Um, you know, and there's also the added benefit of having family close by and a supportive family. You know, my family is really supportive. They're great people. Um, so there, there are so many pluses and minuses to it. And I don't know. We're, we're talking about it and I don't know if it's a good idea or a bad idea or if we just do it for a year or two and then move back. And then if we're going to do that, are we going to, like, keep the house and rent it out? And uh, is that even feasible? Do I want to be a landlord, a long-distance landlord? Right. Yeah, I don't... uh, don't And a landlord that's going to come back to the place they're renting because that gets tricky. As a renter, it sucks when that happens or, like, like we were living in a place for several years when we moved up here and then the landlord sold the property and the new owner wanted to occupy and we had to find a place to go. Like, right. so yeah, it's like tough. It would have to be like a short term thing. And, and there's a lot of headaches unless you, yeah. you know, the person, you never know what you're going to get. Right. And I don't know. I, like I have people that I would rent. Like if I had, I have friends who I would consider renting to, but that's a whole other headache in and of itself. Right. So. Cause then boundaries are weird and then yeah. it gets strained. Anytime you like, blend I would totally money. rent from you. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The whole blending of money and friendship is, I find a difficult thing. It's I have the a hard demise time. Of many. Hmm. It it's the demise of many friendships. Indeed, indeed. So. So anyway, um, that's my struggle, and it's kind of where I've been and. I apologize to everyone listening that I haven't been around as much, and I know I haven't been as on the fa- in the Facebook group and as active as I usually have been, but I just don't have the bandwidth for it right now. So, yeah, no, um, definitely. But I am getting back into blogging because I do find that relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, um. All right, let's move into our main topic. Cool. Let's say. A friend wants to get into stationery, but they only have 20 to $30 to spend to get started. What do you suggest? And where do you start? Like, what, what, are, what are the questions that you ask when they're like, I want to get into stationery? What do you mm, think? This is a good one. Um, I have a lot to say about this, um, which is surprising considering I just found out what we were going to talk about <laughs> before we went on air. <laughs> Um, but my, as soon as you said, as soon as I read the topic in the show notes, like my brain started racing because I actually had this exact interaction yesterday, um, with somebody online 
And I have a lot to say, so let me just say it. So I, um, like I said earlier, I'm playing World of Warcraft, and I also have a Discord server for a guild that I just formed, um, which is doing surprisingly well. I've only been playing for a week, and I have a guild, and a bunch of people are playing with me. It's great. Anyhow, so yesterday I said, yeah, you know, like, tomorrow I'm going to be busy. I have a podcast to record. And then it came up, like, podcast about stationary, and one thing led to another. Um, and someone's like, yeah, I love stationary, but, like, you know, it sucks. Like, you know, every time I use a pencil, like, it just sucks. Haha, you know. And so then that opened up a conversation. Hmm. Um, the place that I always send people um, is CW Pencils, only because you can buy a multitude of singles there of different brands. Um, but before I even get to sending them somewhere, I ask them how they use their stationery. Because a lot of times people say they only use pen and post-it notes or something or pencil and notebooks only or everything. So, you know, how are you using your stationery? Are you just, you know, jotting down notes every day on like a small little notebook and, you Mm -hmm. know, you want something that's easy to carry? Do you have a job where you have a desk and you can have a larger format and, or do you, do you use a desk calendar? Do you, you know, so you ask all those questions. Um, And then from there I kind of, have pre-prepared responses to some things. Um, Obviously, pencils are my specialty. So I send them to CW Pencils, um, but that could be overwhelming because there's such a choice there. Um, So I try to get a little bit more targeted, and um, I've sent people to Musgrave because they have their variety pack. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's reasonable. It's $7.25. And you get nine pencils and it's a good like span of their collection. Um, So that's something quick and easy instead of weeding through different brands and all that that stuff. Um, So I do that. Or um, if it's online, it's not an option. I've been referring people to Ticonderoga lately. Mm. Um, Pencils I've been using have been really good Um, for a while. and, And maybe you can answer this less. Ticonderogas were garbage. Mm. Like they they weren't writing well. They were breaking and crumbling, and they, there was no consistency. But all of a sudden, over the past year, I found at least what I'm buying to be a little bit more consistent. I think I read somewhere that they changed um, facilities. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's true or not, but I want to say I read something about that in the Erasables group. Yeah, just because like I don't know, I've been I've been pleasantly surprised because. That's the other hard thing about what we do and what we love is that someone will ask a question and then we start talking and it sounds like the teacher from Charlie Brown. Mm. Um, So if you have like an approachable option, like, oh, hey, go to Target and get a pack of Ticonderoga. Because most people that I talk to, they're using those horrible office pencils that like companies buy, like from WB Mason which um, I have to say, the pencils that W.B. Mason carries, the universals, mm-hmm. that's what we carry at my job, mm-hmm. and they suck. They're bad. Oh, my they're... God. They're so, so terrible. I tried to sharpen one today with a masterpiece, and, you know, the masterpiece will sharpen just about anything. Right. It's splintered. Yeah. The lead broke repeatedly. So then I put it into my brass bullet. Mm-hmm. What do you think happened there? Same. Not much. It kept breaking. It was awful. Yeah. No, I we had a training meeting for work at the college, and we all sat at tables of like 10 or 12 people. And in our little booklet, you know, we got a folder. Each person got a pencil. And they were those universal pencils. Mm-hmm. And so everyone knows I love pencils. And so out of boredom and listening to someone talk, I took everyone's pencil. And half of them, I could by hand split them in half. Oh, yeah. Yeah, terrible terrible pencils so yeah but these are what people are using in offices because Mm -hmm. that's just what happens you know you you get somebody who orders supplies and like oh we need pencils click you know because i'm sure wb mason might have other options um so what they do is a company contracts with them so Mm -hmm. what ends up happening is whatever's on the contract so when you order so you go to wb mason you say you need a gross of pencils Mm -hmm. you get whatever your company has contracted for Okay. So, like, everyone 
in my company gets the exact same pencils, the exact same pens, the exact same printer paper, period. Binder okay. clips, same thing, same brand, everything. Because, yeah, like, it just, it seems like everyone that has an office-like job uses Universal. Yeah. Well, if, so, like, the other company that I worked for, they contracted with Staples. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the cheapy pens, the roller balls were all Staples brand. Um, and you got the Staples brand, uh, pencils as well. And those were not bad in comparison to the universals. The universals are absolute utter garbage. Yeah. We get a lot of Sparco stuff. I noticed in my office. WDB hmm. Mason does a lot with Sparco. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. So, so let's say. $20, a pencil and paper combination. What what would you suggest to them as a starter? Um, so for pencils, I would, instead of saying, all right, if you have 20 bucks only, don't just go to Musgrave. Like I want to find, because that's the other thing when, when someone's getting into something new, you want to, you don't want it to be so complicated. Hmm. You don't want to be like, well, go to this website to get this and go to this website to get that. And then by the time you pay shipping, it's $50. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I actually, um, have sent people to jet pens, Mm -hmm. uh, just because they're free shipping on orders over $25. Um, obviously it's only $20, but what's another $50? (laughs) Um, but I've sent people to jet pens and the reason I do that is because not just because of their selection, because they don't have as deep a selection as CW, but the way their website is organized and laid out. I really, really like. It's very mm. intuitive. Absolutely. <clears throat> like, and the plethora of guides. So, like, I'm there now. So I go to the pencils menu and there's a drop down. And then it has, like, all the different categories of pencils. And then within those categories, there's subcategories mm. of art pencils and colored pencils and writing pencils. And so when you click on where you want to go, then on the left side, there's a whole other selection. So you can really get detailed with your choices. Right. Um, I I love that about their website as well. Yeah. And like right on the wooden pencil page, you know, you can see the most purchased pencils and like sort by most popular, most expensive, cheapest. Um, So after sending them to a place like JetPens, my suggestions would be um, to get a Blackwing. Um, It's not because I absolutely love them, but I think it's an experience everyone should have. Um, Mm. I suggest for them um, a 602 just because to me that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one that I could speak to a little bit more. So I suggest a Blackwing. Um, I definitely choose something Japanese. So my first, my first quote unquote good pencil ever was a Tombow Mono. Mm. I had gone to an art store around me and they had Tombos and I was like, wow, this is a pencil I've never used. And I fell in love. So I would suggest a Tombow Mono. Um, and then, you know, from there, just kind of go down. Um, perhaps um, one of my other favorites is a Uni Mitsubishi. The I think it's the 9000. Mm, it's the, yeah. the all green one. Yeah. It's so beautiful. That's the other thing, too. I want people to not just experience the performance, but like experience the variety in, in what we use um, and, and just falling in love with it as they're using it. Um, and <clears throat> I, I don't think I would suggest anything like higher end. Like I wouldn't be like, Oh, so just buy a dozen of this, you know? Um, right. Now, as far as paper is concerned, now I'm completely biased. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll start right there. Um, but I do love that smooth Japanese paper. Um, so, you know, for someone that's, say, looking for, I don't know, like a notebook, um, I would definitely have them um, just get like a, like Campus makes a good, a Kokoyo Campus. Um, that's a cheap, easy way um, to get into Japanese paper and using Japanese products because they have these little, um, these notebooks called the Smart Ring Binder yep. notebooks. and it's something so simple, but so awesome, you know, like as far as like using it and, and you never think you'd need to rearrange notebook pages, 
but you do sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's a cool, cheap way to get someone turned on to the more detailed parts of the hobby. Um, for a pocket notebook, um, I would definitely not say field notes. <laughs> I it's just I I just don't. <laughs> it's it's for many reasons, but for the real reason, it's because. Well, I'm thinking, unless you get the craft memo books, mm-hmm. it's something different every time. So, like, say you suggest the current field notes to somebody and they fall in love with it and then it's sold out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there's other reasons I won't get into. Um, so, for pocket notebooks, um, you know, I like, again, um, for Japanese, the Maromon has this these cool little memo mini notepads mm. that I've used. One. Yeah. Um, and I have like a little like rubber band that I put around the bottom of it. So it stays together. Um, they're like a dollar 75. Um, I also, um, like the same concept. Um, lit labs, um, has a little flip notebook with like a, like a, it's, I don't want to call it like a ring notebook cause it's like plastic rings, but mm. again, you can remove pages and put pages in and that's like $2 and 80 cents. Hmm. Um, you know, and, and for loose leaf, again, I would just, it's, I wouldn't suggest loose leaf paper because I like Japanese loose leaf and no one's going to have like a 26 hole binder. Right. You know, um, but for entry level, like say they wanted to go to Walmart, um, it, you know, penning gear notebooks, remember last school season, they were really good. I have a huge stack of them. They were a dollar. Um, the paper is great. Um, the notebook itself is great. It has that like plasticky cover, but the back is really thick cardboard. Yeah. Um, so I would suggest that. Um, but that's pretty much it. I mean, for pencils and paper. Yeah. I think I would start with a question of, so I'm going to go with pens since I think you've covered pretty much the same stuff that I would say in terms of pencils. So in terms right. of pens, I would want to know, do they want, what kind of exp- writing experience do they want? Give me one second. I got to clear my throat. So what kind of writing experience do they want? Are they looking for a ballpoint, a rollerball, a gel ink? What do they like generally? And then I want to know, do they want something refillable? I'm going to push people towards getting something refillable because I think a refillable pen body has a really nice feel. Like it's got a certain heft to it. And you can get into that relatively inexpensively with something like the Zebra Sarasa Grand, or is it Grande? I have one right here. It doesn't say on it. So the, like the Zebra Sarasa Grand, um, or the Pentel Alloy, either one of those pens is fabulous, feels really nice in the hand, has a slightly different weight to a disposable pen, and takes a variety of different refills that they can pick up on the cheap that are really nice, like the uh, Sarasa refillable body and the alloy will take uniball refills. Um, or then do they, do they need like a bunch of different colors to color code their notes? In which case the multi pen set, the zebra, the either the zebra Sarasa or the uniball Signo in the 0.38 or the 0.5 are great options for people who need to color code like their bullet journal or their notes as they're taking them. Or maybe you just need to like highlight some keywords here and there. And they offer a huge range of colors too. So some refillable pen bodies like the Sarasa Grand, I think is in the $12 range. The alloy you can get between six and 12 bucks, depending on where you purchase it. And I think that's a nice gateway drug to get people into buying something later, like the Baron Fig um, Click or the Squire or one of the other more refillable or like even like a Retro 51. Because you get someone interested in pens and how they feel differently when they're nice. And then you can also like, because, you know, part of the reason I like refillable pen bodies is the ecological they make ecological sense and they end up paying for themselves. If you can buy a 12 pack of refills for like 10 bucks, that's a lot cheaper than buying 
12 individual pens or a two-pack of pens every time you go into Staples or Target. And you're also not throwing away all the plastic waste. And I think that's just one way you can get people into the hobby on, at a relatively low expense. And I think that's starting to matter to more people too. Like, you gotta think, like, if straws are bad, then throwing away a pen body that's a tube is also bad. Um, so I think, I think that's like a first question is, are they, what are they looking for in terms of use? Um, also looking at like other gel pens, like the Paper Mate Ink Joy. And testing yes. that, having people test them out, just having a good experience with them and how much more comfortable they are to use than your standard Bic ballpoint, that stick pen that everyone has. Um, so I think that's one thing. And then, so then you got to combine that with a paper, right? And like, if, if they're, the other, another question is, do they want to shop online? Do they want to go to Amazon and just put everything in their cart? Or do they want to go to Staples or do they want to go to Walmart and feel all of these things and test them out? Um, to, like, what kind of a shopper are they? Because that's another, that's a whole other thing that we haven't even touched upon yet is like, where do they shop? Because I think going, sending someone to JetPens and saying, you know what, you go, you, you want to pick out a Zebra Sarasa Grand, spend about 10 bucks on it there, plus order a couple of refills. And here's a nice paper product to go all, go along with it. I would also, a lot with what you suggest, the campus paper. That Ooh. stuff is just so fabulous. And it's relatively affordable, too. Um, but if there's someone who wants to, like, go into a place and buy things, the studio season notebooks that they can pick up at Walmart for under three bucks a book are fabulous with every pen, pencil, and everything I've thrown at it. And those are super affordable even cheaper in, in back to school season. You know, I definitely agree. And then I think, um, like fountain pens is a whole other like ball of wax because what do you suggest that like a, you could spend $10 on a pen on eBay and get something that's absolute garbage, which is something that I found in my, my eBay purchases these lately is that, um, you can spend $10, get something that's absolute garbage or something that's just absolutely amazing in terms of, of money spent for what you get. And then on top of that, you can order ink relatively inexpensively. And for 20 bucks, you can get like a $5 pen and fill it up with $20 ink. Um, or, you know, a $15 bottle of ink or something even cheaper and have a really good writing experience. But the other thing is also like, not everyone wants a fountain pen. Right. And I think sometimes suggesting to someone a refillable pen body is a better choice than a fountain pen. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my fountain pens and I use them as often as I can. But the reality is, is that fountain pens are just not a reality for many people. They, they just don't work in a workplace where they can sit down at a desk and scribble out their notes on a pad of paper that's compatible with a fountain pen. And so for them, you know, a zebra or uniball are a better choice. Made the paper vein eat joy is going to be a better choice for them that gives them a better writing experience than a fountain pen. As much as I think that everyone can enjoy a fountain pen, they might not want to use it as their everyday writing experience. Yeah, I'm I'm I count myself among one of those people that like I've tried and tried and tried and tried and I just I can't I have fountain pens but I'll never be a consistent user of one. Hmm. Um, I just don't like them. That's just what I like, you know? Yeah. And, you know, with what's interesting, so, like, I've been, I write my work bullet journal and a Baron Fig Confidant, and that paper is fabulous for pencil or pen or fountain pen or whatever you throw at it. It works really great. And I find myself more and more using pencil rather than, either gel pen or a fountain pen because I can't take the chance that particularly right now where I'm car free that my fountain pen explodes when it's attached to the to the buttons of my of my shirt and I have a giant blob of blue or black ink on my shirt um, because I don't have I may well realistically and this is what I used to do when I was teaching I used to keep um, a shirt in my office um, and it really, I could do that. I could throw a, a spare shirt in, <laughs> into my desk drawer at work, 
But, you know, because I just don't I don't have the ability to leave work and then come back if I end up with ink all over me. Plus, that would just be such a pain in the butt. And I've had that happen before where I ended up having my pen leak on me. Not at this job. I mean, years ago when I was using really, really cheap pens and they were questionable. But it's just not not feasible at my current location because I'm moving from my office to uh, a like a classroom across the building and then to another classroom across the building. And I'm moving around all day. And if I drop the fountain pen, I could end up like with ink splattered all over me and all over a student. And that might be the end of their world. And I'm working with people who, if, if my fountain pen exploded on them and damaged their jeans, well, that might be their only pair of pants. And they're going to go around like with an ink stain because I did it. Right. Um, and you know, that's a, a lot of like, what if kind of, um, and not necessarily a realistic scenario, but you know, these are some of the things that you have to think about depending on where you're working and what's going on in your life. But yeah. So I guess the first question is always like, what, what's the, where are you going to be using it? What kind of shopping do you do? And what do you actually want to spend the $20 on? Do you have an idea? And maybe, maybe part of it is, is me bringing a selection of pencils, pen, paper, and let them play with it. Right. I've always envisioned myself having like a little, like, you know, those little um, yellow envelopes that CW uses Mm. to send pencils and stuff, putting something like that together and just having it with me all the time. Mm -hmm. And when someone says, Hey, like, you know, like, tell Mm. me about pencils or, because that does happen because it comes up in conversation, you know, what my hobbies are. Mm. I can just hand them this, this envelope with a selection of pencils in it um you know so one other thing that um i think is important to to notice too is okay so now we got them using the stuff the next step is is you know like interacting with the community to find more um suggestions and recommendations because like most people um when i get into something new i like to communicate with other people that like what i like Mm. And I think it's really um, important for people to have to have access to a community that's welcoming and nurturing of of their newness, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's free, and that's that's why it ties into our you know doing things on a budget because it's it's you know free to belong to a group. Um, eventually, over time, uh, speaking from experience. It will cost you lots of money um, because I have a problem with FOMO. But, <laughs> uh, hello, TWA pencils. Um, nice to meet you. <laughs> I have two dozen of them because I can't help myself. Um, so, you know, it's it's pointing them to other directions too. Um, like when I met that person on World of Warcraft that's in my guild, you know, I gave them the URL to our podcast and to my blog um, cause they said, oh, I love using stationery. Um, I'm not then going to say, oh, so, um, here's this like, you know, fountain pen Facebook group and here's the field notes Facebook group. You know, these are great groups to join. Go ahead. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, cause some groups can be off putting, um, yeah, whether it be by their experience. Uh, um, you know, like I'm, I'm a part of a couple colored pencil groups on Facebook, um, I can't draw, but I do color with colored pencils. Mm-hmm. And there is a huge divide between people that can, that are professional artists and like, Hey, I just colored this picture and take a look. Um, so yeah, you want to point them to the, the best group that's going to not make them feel out of place. Um, because that's the thing with, with getting into this on a budget, um, is you're going to see a lot of things like, I don't know what it is with these TWA pencils, man. I mean, they're cool. Like, I, they're bright red and nice. And but like, people are acting like they're like the next two eleven, um, you know. But that's a a thirty dollar dozen pencils right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's not accessible to people that are just starting out. Nor should it be, because I rather recommend something else worth thirty dollars that will bring them more value. Right. <clears throat> Well, and I think that's also like next level part of the hobby is that collecting or maybe Mm -hmm. it's not next level. Like sometimes the neck, 
next level is not the right right thing to say. I think that the TWA pencils are a bit of a collectible as well as a usable, but also I think something that the flippers are getting onto. But like, I feel like they're going to be a pretty consistent offering. This is a new hotel that just opened. Um, it's not like a grand opening pencil. They're going to carry They have a store full of TWA merchandise. I'm assuming that they're kind of on this standing order. Hmm. I mean, that would be my guess. Who knows? But I hope it's they also, are. It, seem, it seems to be also the first tie-in type thing that Blackwing has done. Have they yes. partnered with another company like that? I don't think so. I think this is the first one. Right. Um, no, they haven't because the only other option for customization is just you paying yourself to get right. your... Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about those pencils. I'll give you two just because that's <laughs> what I'm going to do. I will give them to you and not sell them to you. <laughs> but I, I hope they're a consistent offering. I hope that no one can sell them on eBay for anything more than $30. Mm. Well, there will be people who purchase them for more than that on eBay because that's always what happens, sadly. Right. Right. So anyhow, we're kind of we're tangential yeah, here. We're, we're doing the tangential We should have thing. talked about the TWA pencils in What's New. I totally forgot about them. Should have. You should have. <laughs> it didn't even, it's like, it's, it's so off my radar in terms of like the what's new that yeah. I wasn't even thinking about it. It's a, it's a red pearl hmm. with, with a logo on it. Hmm. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I so. like the pearl. The pearl's my favorite of the group. Cool. So I'm not ordering any though. No. It's tempting, but I'm not going to. No, I'll just give you two when I, I do want to make time to see you so i'll i have a little package for you sweet i'll throw it in there i have a package for you as well i think anyway i've been putting packages I, aside for you right. and lenore and right. as as i fill up the package i'm like oh, i should ship that out and then never get around to it well for you i don't i'd rather just give it to you since mm -hmm. you're like what two hours away Mm hmm. for now yeah yeah um so so Anywhere else we can go with this topic? No, I think we've tapped it out. Other, I mean, other than having Lenore um, chime in on it, I would have loved to have had her here to have her yes. take because I think she adds such another layer as well. Oh, absolutely. Well, I think, you know what? I think that's another thing, too, is to ask is, is the person a user of, of their stationery and of their things? Is this a, going to be something that they actually use? And I think that's just like a thinking point for us in terms of like, what are we getting people into the hobby to do? Are, are they going to gather all of their things, have FOMO and just hold on to it until they flip it? Um, or are they going to be someone who uses the things? Just right. a thinking point. But anyway. Because there's a huge difference there. Yeah, there really is. I mean, and a lot of people just want to, to gather all the things and hold on to them and play with them a little bit and then set them aside. And that's perfectly okay. And then you're going to have the people who look at it as a way to make money. So one of the things that I have done that has totally improved my use of groups on Facebook is anytime someone responds to a post about someone asking about, hey, tell me about the sharpener. Why should I buy it? With a response of, I have this for sale. Please PM me. I've just decided I'm blocking those people. Yes. And if someone, yes. if their last three posts are sales posts, blocked because I don't, I don't engage with the group to make purchases from people that are just there to try and make money out of the group. I'm done with that. I'm, I'm like, I don't want to look at your pictures. If all you're doing is selling things, I don't want to interact with you. If your response is like, I have this for sale, please PM me. Or if all of your posts are, I have this for sale, I'd like $150. Well, good for you. I don't want right, to Right. Cause that. there's a difference. Like there were a couple posts. Um, and, and one thing that made me feel really good about this community, it was a couple of days ago, Someone had a kitten that needed a surgery and they mm -hmm. were selling their Blackwing volume, like subscription boxes. Mm -hmm. And they were selling the 211 one for $80. And someone's like, whoa, like you can get a lot more for that. And then it turned out, didn't divulge details, but someone had PM'd the OP and said, you know, offered them something, you know, that was, that was very generous, the mm -hmm. person said. 
And, and like, so that's the kind of community I want to be a part of, like posting something like, hey, like my beaver incident, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like not just like throwing up a picture saying like $150 PM me like that happens in the Baron Fig um, group with the, you know, the pens all the time. Yeah. And it's gotten to the point where like, I don't even like, I filter it out i just can't you know you're not engaging with the community right and you know that's that's like another thing that i have chosen to do as much as like i enjoy a lot of the different communities i left a bunch of them when i realized i was going to be traveling a lot more um Mm -hmm. and doing these extra long six hour drives like once a month i'm gonna be driving (laughs) six hours one way (laughs) Once a month. And I just, I don't have time to engage with as many communities. Like I, I, I want the Erasables community. I want the RSVP community. I love my manuscripting pod community. And those are the communities that I want to engage with because the people are engaging with one another on a very human level. And it's not mm-hmm. all about the sales. So I left all of the groups that I wasn't engaging with and weren't engaging me. And had a preponderance of mainly sales posts. Yeah. And what I found was my enjoyment of groups and of Facebook in general has gone up. I'm not spending nearly as much time on there as I have in the past. But the time that I am spending there is very positive. Instead of having to like filter out like, oh, here's that same person selling yet another you know, one of the 12 subscription boxes of black wings that they ordered at, you know, a huge markup. Um, so anyway, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to, um, slam the collectors or the flippers or I'm not, that's not what I'm trying to do. It's just that I don't have the time and I don't have the bandwidth for it to filter it out all day, every day. And I need to focus on, you know, taking care of the stuff or in my life. So yeah. Anyway. Well said. Um, so um, let me let me roll this into my thank yous. Um, I want to thank everyone for being so kind and supportive on on the, our uh, website and Facebook group and on Twitter. Um, if anyone's been following me on Twitter, they already know about um, the cancer diagnosis in my family and that I've been traveling more. And you know. As much as I just like <laughs> rambled on about like blocking people, the group has really been a spot of light in this rough time. And it's really been something that I turn to as a way to distract myself and, and kind of like, as you know, and it's cheesy self care. It does help, help in my self care. And, you know, I'm not commenting as much. I have been reading and checking in daily. And it's just really wonderful to get so much support from everyone. And I, I appreciate it. I really do. So the best way um, that if you do love our podcast, you love our group, is share a link to your favorite episode on whatever social media you use. Maybe that's Facebook. Maybe that's Twitter. Maybe it's something I've never heard of. I don't know. There are a lot of new things out there and I'm getting old. Um, just share a link and let people know why you love us and that you do love us. And we appreciate that. So you can find us online. You can find the podcast at RSVP, stationarypodcast.com. You can find me, Les, at comfortableshoesstudio.com, Facebook at comfortableshoesstudio, Instagram, and Twitter at original LC Harper. You can find Lenore at the uh, our group on the Erasable Podcast and the RSVP Stationary Podcast. And she does have a Twitter. It's Lenore underscore Hoyt. She's never on there and she won't answer you. So, but she is there. Dade, where can the fine folks find you? Um, you can find me at weeklypencil.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the weekly pencil. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Let me get that stopped. Oh, actually, I want to record a few seconds of silence. <laughs>